Log Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships, especially in midlife. And today, I am so excited to be speaking with best-selling author, speaker, coach, and my friend, Susan Winter. And she's going to be talking about how to deal with a man who blows hot and cold. Boy, this is a pretty common thing that happens. And so we're going to get Susan on, on air in just a minute before I bring her. I just wanted to say for anybody who's just listening for the first time that Many of you know that I have been a love and women's empowerment coach for about 11 years now, and I love helping women find lasting love, and many of them find it for the very first time in their lives, after 40, after 50, 60, and the real secret is that they found their value first, and I call this the woman of value movement, and I am growing the movement, and as I do, I'm actually going to be working with women at work to help them speak up and have people see their value, because what I see is that even though women have come so far in gender equality, we still are very patriarchal in the work world, and many women are being passed over for promotions, for uh for you know, for positions that they should have, and they're not speaking up in the boardroom, and they don't know how to resolve conflict. And so this has become the area that I love helping with the most, and I'm developing some exciting new programs. So stay tuned, and you'll hear all about that. Um, so I love helping women become women of value, and this is something that I share every single week, a new tip about how to be a woman of value. And this week's tip is be firm about your standards. We had a whole discussion in my Facebook group today about asserting your standards when it comes to men, but when it comes to anybody. You really have to know what your standards are, and I know Susan is a big proponent of having clear standards too. So know your standards and speak your standards, but don't do it in a harsh way. Do it in a warm, loving way, because otherwise you're just going to create defensiveness. So right before I bring Susan on, I always like to let people know that if you're not yet a member of my private Facebook group, please join us. It's called Your Last First Date. There is uh, three questions you have to answer before you get in because I am very picky about who I let in because it is a very highly curated group with monitors who monitor the post so we don't go off the rails. It's positive, it's supportive, no man bashing allowed. So if you're a woman over 40 and you would love to be part of a really dynamic group and get support for dating and relationships, come to your last and now for my awesome guest, Susan Winter. She has been seen on Oprah. She is a best-selling author and a relationship expert. She's written the books Allowing Magnificence and Older Women, Younger Men. She has been interviewed up the wazoo. (laughs) Today was a big interview day for her. She speaks, she coaches, coaches on evolutionary forms of loving partnership and higher thinking. I love that. She's internationally recognized as a thought leader in her field 
And she has been, as I said, on Oprah, The Today Show, Good Morning America, ABC, CBS, NBC, Evening News, CNN, BBC, Harper's Bazaar. It goes on and on. She's pretty much been everywhere and is everywhere every day. <laughs> um, so look for her in the Huffington Post, The Good Ben Project, Elite Single, Elite Daily. I forget. You'll tell me. Um, <laughs> anyway, join me now for episode number 328 with Susan Winter on how to deal with a man who blows hot and cold. Welcome to the show, Susan. Sandy, what a pleasure. Oh, my goodness, and I love your introduction. I love your tip of the day. Be a woman of value. Be firm about your standards. What a fantastic opening. I don't even want to talk. Uh-huh. I just want to hear you now. So you, <laughs> you just forget that I'm here. Just have your conversation. <laughs> You're right. Well, thank you. Well, I know that you stand for, for value as well. And, and as I said, you know, this is a big thing for you, a big, big part of what you do. Um, so let's, let's first find out um, how you got into this field from being an opera singer, a broadcaster, you know, an author. What made you focus on relationships? I never saw this coming, honestly, but I think this is the beauty in life. Sometimes we have a series of events that we don't even ask for. We could actually call them a crisis. And it ends up leading us to where we have to be, where we need to be, where we are best suited. So when you actually look at the trajectory of what you're doing in your life, chances are when you hit the sweet spot of your real purpose here, it combines everything you know and you've learned and then your innate natural disposition and your quality. So um, I was always curious about relationships in that every time I entered one, I made new plans, like a new goal for myself. And I'd always come out of them and I'd review them, you know, like where could I have done this better? What am I looking for now? And I put a lot of thought into it. And I also, because of my age, um, you know, I'm kind of like the beginning, the, the beginning of the Gen, Gen X, end of the baby boomer. I, I kind of remember a time period where you dated and you had romance and you had committed relationships. So I found myself um, cashing in my chips late 80s and building my dream home in the country on a golf course an hour outside of New York City to get away from the, what is now seen every day on the deuce on HBO, like this filthy streets and the muggings and the, oh, it was just, it was, I was done. And when I got out there, Sandy, I built my dream home. It never occurred to me, okay, it was a weekend home, no bus line, no train line, therefore no connection to the city. It was like Appalachia. Cool to visit on the weekends, but I decided to move there full time. Bottom line, there was a gym there, a local gym. I was working out. There was this gorgeous guy and I talked to him for a year, never knew his age, figured he was late 20s. I already had a boyfriend, 16 years younger, not a problem. This kid was much younger, 20 years younger. He flipped from 18 to 19. I flipped from 39 to 40. That's when everything blew up. So my seven-year relationship with him and all of the insults and the injury and the purposeful discrimination from the community Um, really prompted me to write Older Women, Younger Men, New Options for Love and Romance, just as um, a a hope that social consciousness could change. No different than had I been gay or had we been an interracial couple. It was just ageism and the time period and a woman who happened to be older. You know, guys do this no problem. 
And don't you know, as a first-time author, it became mm-hmm. an international bestseller, and it, just one interview after the next. So that kind of pushed me into this field where I thought, wow, not just older women, younger men. There's a lot of problems with modern dating nowadays. These people are miserable, multiple partners. Nobody knows where they stand. So that's what prompted me to get into what I'm doing now. Mm. Yeah, I remember this story that um, you told me when we spoke on the phone the first time. And, and boy, you, you experienced so much discrimination and ageism. And it, it was brave of you to write this book. And it speaks to a lot of people. Um, so, you know, yeah, yeah you, you sometimes you're fighting for, when you fight for other people. I, okay, me. When I fight for other people, I have, I'm unstoppable. For myself, I'm not that much, you know, right? But you realize <laughs> I'm not the only one. We interviewed 200 couples. And, I mean, uh, you know, for me it was horrible. But um, depending upon the time period, you know, many couples had to hide out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, so now you're in front of the media. And, by the way, I totally agree with you on, on how a lot of Seemingly disparate careers can end up all being connected because, boy, I think I've had 10 careers already and now moving into another one. And, um, but they're all connected. I mean, this woman of value thing that I did with women who were dating, I'm now going to do at work. And it's, it became the thread that's pulled me through my life. So I totally <laughs> understand, right, if we can look for how to connect the dots. And you do that with relationships, too which is what makes you an expert and, you know, great at having that self-reflection, helping others to really be able to analyze what's working, what's not working. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think we're on par with that because um, we live in a very confusing time period where can you believe we're even having the conversation we're having? We're having to (laughs) teach people how to communicate. Um, Oh, when he does this, you do that. I mean, and then the nonsense that is out there nowadays where people are hurting people and confusing, you know, it's just, it's, it's, there's no, there's no manual for this kind of bizarre human behavior, except to say that it's yeah. unacceptable and it's not normal and you don't need to get used to it because it's not normal. <laughs> I agree. I think we have to claim our back to normal and, um, and train yeah. people to treat us in a way that that works for us, and cer- certainly in terms of communication. So, um, well, let's jump into jump into communication. <laughs> so, what, yeah. what do you see yeah, as yeah. some of the major mistakes that um, women make that's causing them to lose out on love? I'm very certain we have a very similar philosophy, because I feel that most women nowadays have become mute. They are terrified to speak up. Because we've been living under the veil that if we speak up, if we share our truth, if we say something that maybe he or she isn't going to like, that then we're difficult. And so keeping us mute is the very thing that keeps us from getting what we want. And then the communication style, which you mentioned at the top of the show, has to be done diplomatically, with tact, and with warmth. There is a way to communicate um, that you're dissatisfied. There is a way to communicate that I, I would rather you have done this rather than that. There is a way to communicate effectively. It hurt me 
when you didn't show up on time. It hurt me when you canceled our date. I would love to get to know you better, but I need incentive to do that. And if you don't offer it to me, I really have no other recourse. There are a thousand different ways to strategically say something that you want to say. And there is indeed a methodology to find your own voice and your own language. But we must not be afraid to share our truth, to speak up and to say what we want. You know, so the skill set becomes, first of all, what do you want? Two, what is okay and not okay? How do you share that with your mate? You know, once you know that, how do you share that with your mate without fear, with owning it? And then how do you wrap it in a diplomatic and tactful, thoughtful message? So that, that, that's communication, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all of these points are so important. So, yeah, starting with what do you want, and I think many people don't even have clarity. Or maybe they have clarity, but they're afraid to claim it. It doesn't feel worthy, like they don't feel worthy yeah. enough to say what they need, and maybe I'm being too demanding, and right. there's a lot of question about value. So so if I, yeah, if I, I came to you and I said, and I was that woman who was unclear, how would you guide me to, to get the clarity I needed? I'd ask you some really basic things, like in your best words possible, give me a, a word for what you want, a boyfriend, a husband, a soulmate. How would that relationship look? How would it feel day in and day out? How many times a week would you like to see this person? Do you want to live with them? Do you want to marry them? Do you want to have a family with them? Do you want to date casually? I'd ask you to try to describe to me what you want because in doing that, you have to figure it out for yourself. And so then I have this thing where I ask them actually to imagine how they want to interact with their partner. Because mm-hmm. people say these generic things like, oh, I just want to be loved. I'm like, yeah, okay, got it, got it. <laughs> but what does that look like? What does that mean? I want a boyfriend. I remember saying to this woman, so, okay, you're very clear. You've been crying that you want a boyfriend. But what does that mean? Does that mean I date you exclusively? Does that mean I meet your parents and we go to Sunday dinner? Does that mean he calls you at two at night? Because you've got to know the difference so that Mm -hmm. you can set the boundaries so that you're guiding this person to the right idea. Do you see what I'm saying? You can't say you want a boyfriend and pick up the phone at two o'clock for a booty call. You can't. It's it's incongruous. So sometimes what you you think you want it, but your, your actions are out of alignment or your words are out of alignment, right? So this is where we try and gain and clarity. Actually, what exactly do you want? And actually the opposite is also true. I see a lot of women who say, I just want to be friends. I don't, I'm not ready for a relationship. And then when they're dating, they want to know if he's seeing them exclusively, if they're friends with benefits, <laughs> are you treating me with respect? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So okay, I've so now I've so convinced many times, right? The, the world has gone mad. I, I, I think the millennials <laughs> have given us all a virus. It wasn't our fault. We knew the rules. Listen, here's what I love about what the millennials did. They blew the whole thing up. And I was, honestly, I was one of the major proponents to have this blown up because I didn't like the cardboard, you know, cut out of uh, husband, wife, does this, does that. I mean, it was so bloody rigid. And I know mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do an evolved relationship. I just couldn't find a mate that understood what I was talking about. They, they'd like light up, but then the doing of it, it was impossible. So I kept <laughs> right. rifling through people trying to say, okay, I know what I want to do. Let's do this, this, this. What do you think about that? 
But it was so, it was so, and so I would ask people that in this time of cataclysmic confusion, that you just grab a few remnant pieces of what you loved from the old world, what you'd like to see amended in the new world, put them together and make it, throw it in a blender and create your own special cocktail. It doesn't have to be like anybody else, but you, you have to, as you said, Sandy, start with the basics. Do you want exclusivity or not? And if you do, nowadays, you may have to discuss that. Who knew, right? Do you <laughs> want to live with somebody? Do you want you, I mean, we've got to go back to the basics, like we're in primary school. Blue, red, mm-hmm. see dick, run, run, dick, run. Run just to me, dick, not to her. <laughs> run right to me, right? So you just got to be very basic nowadays. Yeah. It's true. So that clarity, you know, if you're not clear, you don't get what you want. And it doesn't matter if it's love or life or work or whatever it is, be clear. Okay, so we got clarity. Now we want to share with the person we're with. So do you recommend that people just like blurt out, hey, I'm looking for a relationship and it looks like this, like right away? Is that something you recommend? Well, this this is controversial, but on the first date and in the profile, I'm an advocate of just laying your hand out there. And I know people, I have other relationship experts who contest that, but I feel like, why do I want to attract you with false bait? What if I'm telling you something that isn't accurate? I need to be as clear as possible to filter out all the people that want to fool around and don't want what I want. Because if I want something specific, that other person who wants something specific has to be able to realize that I'm for real. Okay, I remember once yeah. answering a, a personal ad for my girlfriend, and the guy wanted all the things she wanted, and he wanted a calm disposition. Okay, they got engaged the whole thing. As it, as it turns out, he wanted a submissive partner. He was into BDSM. Massively okay. important piece of information you left out. The word calm is too delicate. So I fully mm. believe in being absolutely specific. Like, I'm looking to meet um, the partner of my my future. I want a committed, mm-hmm. loving relationship. Why not say it? Don't be afraid. I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm one of the outliers who agrees with you. And I Good. think one of the reasons yeah. people are resistant to this is they feel that they're, they might come across as, saying, as, as being understood to want that with that person. And I think you have to be very specific about that. I know. It's not, you're not saying... You're right. I am in love with you. It's a first date. Yeah. Please let me know if right. you're going to marry me. No, you're right. saying, this is what I'm looking for. This is my goal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you may or may not meet it, right? But exactly. this is what I want. Um, Perfect right. intro so, line. You yeah. should have your intro practice. You know, do an intro, mm-hmm. do an intro. you got to know, you're going to be, it's, it's amazing. We're going on the same kind of a path that has mostly the same stumbling blocks. You would think that we would practice. Right? Practice. Oh, I know how. Here I come to this. Okay, he's freaking out again. See, he's looking at me going, oh my goodness. He says, look, I'm just willing to explore this. I don't know where we're going to go. This is what I'd like to do. Let's see what happens. You know, you've got, you've got to have the language because it's not the first time you've been there, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I believe in preparing in advance. Oh, I do too. Yeah, great, great tip. I mean, I, I believe that we have to prepare a lot of things in advance. I, I tell women to prepare. Their answers to awkward questions like, how's online dating going for you? Or how come you never got married? Or, you know, talking about work in a way that, right? It's like, if you can come up with your short, concise PR version of your life, 
because yep. you don't want to overshare and you don't want to look like you're a deer in the headlights when you're asked these questions and they come up all the time. So, Sandy, that's yeah, brilliant. I mean, like, what happened in your last relationship? How did it end? Yeah. Oh, my. You just don't want to be stunned <laughs> with that. You're right. That's brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. I hadn't actually incorporated that into anything I said. Now, it's a Sandyism. Mm. I will make sure to give you credit, but I think that's brilliant. I actually learned it from Bobby Palmer, so you can give her credit. Um, um, okay, if, okay. All right. I know her too. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving her credit. She, um, yeah, she taught me this years ago. We, we've done some programs together. And it's, it's you prepare for a first date like you would prepare for anything else that's important in your life. And so if you come up with the positive, short, concise answer that doesn't reveal too yeah. much, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to get you to that next date. Um, all right, exactly. let's get to the topic at hand. I, I want to make sure we, ca- we cover it before we were done here. Um, because we could talk about so many things. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm, the hot yeah. and cold partner, that is such a big topic. And um, tell us, how, I mean, you know, the clarity or the, what, what people can do when they find themselves with somebody who blows hot and cold. First of all, it's, it's an inherent part of their personality. Once in a while, you have a relationship hiccup where somebody is moving forward in the honeymoon stage with you and all is good, and they stop. And the the way to tell the difference between a relationship hiccup and hot and cold is the partner who's really serious will say, look, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm a little freaked out. I'm uncomfortable. This is, I'm trying to hang in there. But they will give you tangible information, especially they might do it voluntarily or when asked. That's a serious partner. But a hot and cold player, which is endemic today, I don't know where this came from. It's incredible. They come on very strong. Think of it like a player. Like the light is bright. They're shining it on you. They're urging you forward. They're, they're, I, can't, I can't believe we feel like this. It's so wonderful. They're making time for you. You feel special. You're a priority. Then, boom, it's like you can't reach them. Before you couldn't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Now you can't reach them. And so this cycle is a training methodology. Now, I'm not saying they're all conscious of it. They can be unconscious. The unconscious players simply know it works. What happens is you engage the ego. So you're wanted, wanted, wanted. Now suddenly they make themselves scarce, which makes you start the chasing. So you start, hey, I haven't heard from you. What's up? Hey, and so you're trying to recover this beautiful phase of involvement that you had to no avail. So there might be a little flurry of activity, then they distance again. And the cycles and the patterns are repetitive. The first thing you get like a heroin addict, you are looking for that high again, and I promise you, in a real hot and cold player, you will never, ever, ever have that level of attention or interest again. It's a one-time deal. It's to get you in the gate and lock the door and have you be in their stable at their beck and call. And these cycles can go on, you know, they, the time period gets further as you go into them deeper. If people hang in their six or eight months just trying to get back what we had, they can be two months off and then, you know, a week or two on, hey, thinking about you, and then they, you run back and you think, okay, they've, they've awakened to how wonderful I am. They finally see it. And so you, we buy this over and over again, and these people are really good at what they do. And normally they have several people in the same place. So understand that when you have somebody that does this 
And you might be fooled the first time, but when the second time you see this happen, understand this is a pattern. You cannot have a relationship with this kind of person. You can call them out on it and say, look, I'd really like to know you, but this inconsistency, this hot and cold thing is not working against, it's, it's working against you. If you continue this, I, I have no recourse other than to have to leave. Please, don't make me do that. Please, just, just be consistent, okay? But they can't. Oftentimes mm-hmm. it's fear, but it, I don't, you know, at this point, Sandy, I don't even care what they want to call it. It's just unacceptable. Don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I'm not interested. You know what I mean? It's just not yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah, you have to start to recognize these patterns and walk away. I think that's, that's one of the beauties of, especially dating at an older age, you start to get better at recognizing red flags. Um, I'm just curious, like, do you, in your experience, because you deal with people of all ages, right? I'm, I'm, I only deal with the older population. Do you see more issues with younger people than the older population? Like, you know, in in terms of the hot and cold, do you see this happening more with younger people? Yes, yes, with the millennials, this is routine. Mm -hmm. To people... To mature people, this is an oddity that they're still trying to wrap their mind around. They might date one, date another, and think, oh, my goodness, is this kind of a thing? But to young people, this is the way it is. This is what dating is because they're dating multiple people. They're sleeping with multiple people. And they Mm -hmm. were, as I said, afraid to ask. Uh, The millennial generation, I know a couple years ago, had the three-month rule. This is what happens when you have peer-to-peer counseling, right? We'll wait three Mm -hmm. months after sleeping with him, to ask him, so where is it going? I mean, really? Uh-huh. You get a three-month test drive, and then the, and normally the guy gets three months out of you, and he's got a couple more in the revolving door, and so what's he going to say? Gee, you know, I, I'm really not looking for a relationship. So now you either get to continue to have sex with him and tell yourself that, oh, he'll fall in love with me in time, or you bail, and he gets a new person in there. So it's just mm-hmm. the, the the poor millennial girls. I think their, I think their self esteem has been battered, like no oh, yeah. Like we may be confused, right? But we remember what it's like to be dated and courted. So that's that's the right. difference. Right. So exactly. And I have a I have a millennial daughter who's had her heart bashed a couple times, and oh, um, she's Andy. getting better each time because she she has started to listen to me a little bit. Um, not much, but a little bit, and it's it is getting better. She's staying less less time. She's not getting as heartbroken. She's becoming, you know, she takes her time getting physical now. So she's she's learning, but it is hard because Good. they they like they're all in, and they disappear and not a word. Yeah. And it's like, wait, you yeah. were my best friend. What happened? Yeah. So I know. it's I know. it's it's hard. It's hard for them. But what I see in my age group. In, in the women that I coach is a lot of them just shut down and say, I'm not dating anymore. And that's not as much of an option for people who still want to have a family and get married and are much younger. So it's, it's interesting to see both sides of the coin here. Younger well, my and best older. friend is now 50. She got engaged at 49 and she'll be married this coming summer. And I mm. remember her dating in New York. And, and, you know, she was in that pool of confused people. And it's, it's not that she didn't know what she wanted. It's just that, you know, 
finding a way to articulate it and cutting yourself separate from the pack and explaining how you are different and making yourself a woman of value so that any mm-hmm. partner that's kind of got their head together would go, oh, wow, this is different. Like I keep telling my clients to, you know, the flashlight feature on your phone? I say, you, yeah. I want you to hold that on and hold your hand up and you continue to be the person you want to be, the person you admire. And when you meet these people, you treat them as though they are your prospective mates. You, 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 know, you live a high hand. You, you come from your higher self. You, you play full out because I want that person who's looking for you, who is going, oh, it doesn't, they don't exist. There's nobody good anymore, to say, oh, wait, that person. Because if you amend yourself downward to this very bad, sloppy behavior just to be like the rest of them, and you start to think it's okay and you lose your center, then this is your group. There's no going up. You see what I'm saying? So to Mm -hmm. always keep your goals and values, as you said, a woman of value, to keep those values. And even though you, in your darkest moments, nobody is on board with me. I believe in a fantasy that existed 40 years ago. I must be out of my mind. I'll never find somebody. I promise, promise, promise you that if you hold to that and you dig in even deeper and even want more and higher, that that's when you get it, not when you amend yourself downward. Mm-hmm. That's such good advice. I love it because it's very easy to stoop when you've been, when you feel beaten down. And it's such great advice to just play full out and never, never amend yourself downward. It's a great, it's a great expression. Um, don't lose your center. I mean, in, in my new program that I'm creating for the Woman of Value website that I'm creating, my three pillars are to show up, stand up, and speak up. So you show up it. with your full values, right? It's when you stand yeah. for something, when you know who you are exactly. and know what you stand for and speak up, it's, you know, the, pe- the right people are going to think you're amazing and the wrong people are going to think you're too much work. And that's fine. <laughs> Um, it's you know, correct. it's just, I love you that. have dignity. Mm. So Susan, um, I'm, I'm going to highlight this last thing you said about continue to be the person you want to be and treat men like they're your prospective mate and all that you just said. It's, um, it's going in the show notes as a highlight because I think people need to remember, keep your dignity, keep valuing yourself and hold out for the right people because they're there. They are there. It may take time. It's a lot of sifting and sorting. And I know a woman who's just got married this past weekend. She's a twin. And her sister was married probably 10 years ago. She must be in her mid to late 30s. And I think she was giving up. She had been engaged a few times and men broke it off. And she just felt like it was never going to happen. And she held out. And it happened. And she is over the moon happy. And I find that the happiest Couples are the ones who live this high-value life and hold out for the right partner. Don't compromise. Don't Absolutely. settle. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah. And you and I have both seen it in our practice. And we need to remind people in the real world that are losing faith that this does exist. And talking to people like us, we know because we deal with them. So it, mm-hmm. there is hope. But you've got to... You've got to keep being that person that you want to be. So the person that you want to want you will recognize you when they see you. Don't ever amend yourself mm-hmm. downward to what is common behavior today because you'll end up with that and less. 
Amen, sister. So, Susan, this has been fabulous. Can you share how people can find you and whether, I don't know if you have a, a giveaway or something to, uh, to give to our audience? Now is the time to share it. Well, um, my website is www.susanwinter.net, and I have consultations there. There are lots of videos. I'm on YouTube, Susan E. Winter. I mean, I've got over 300 videos you can watch, and they're very mm. detailed information. Lots of articles on my website. You can also reach me. I have an on-demand puppy. I have an on-demand <laughs> app called Magnify, which I just love, and it's for consultation. That you just call me when you feel like it, and if I'm on duty, I'm on duty. And I just love this, and it's going uh, worldwide. It's worldwide in every English-speaking country, and it's by the minute. So I've got clients in the UK that just like, okay, he did this. Now he said that. What do I do? I, we're on and off in two minutes. It's awesome. So mm-hmm. if you haven't checked out Magnify yet, look, take a look at it. And maybe you want to be a provider, somebody who gives information. <laughs> Sandy, this would be excellent for you as well. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. addition to your consultation. Website, actually. Yeah. I just <clears throat> love these people. They are so awesome. And is this is the link on your website to Magnify? Yes, it's a free app. Right now it's available on iPhones, but I truly believe that I do a ton of consultation work. That's, that's where I really get all of my money. And I have found that being on demand is a lot like streaming videos. The idea of watching a show Monday at you know 8 o'clock is going to seem bizarre to people. So will scheduling something 8 o'clock on Friday. I still have that mm-hmm. option, and I have a lot of clients, but I'm getting more and more through Magnify who just – Call me on an as-needed mm-hmm. basis and speak as many minutes as they need to speak. So that's I think awesome. that's, that's well, a I, wonderful system. I will put all this in the show notes. And you are amazing. People should definitely go check out your YouTube channel. You provide incredibly sane, smart support. And I am totally a big fan. <clears throat> Likewise, Sandy. So thank you. Likewise. Thank you for empowering women, not only in their romantic lives, but now in the workplace as well. I wish you great ongoing success with this. You know, we we have a lot of strengths, and we are coming into the fullness of our own evolution, learning how to use our power, learning where our power actually lies. So this is an exciting time for women. Mm, and and it yes, and also to use our power in a way that connects, not repels. And I find that when Absolutely. often when yeah. women find their voice, they go from silence to violence. And we need to learn to yeah. bring the feminine into into our expression and not try to imitate like a, a domineering man. Um, so there'll be there'll Absolutely. be a whole new podcast when when that gets launched because I can't wait to, to interview oh, women about you. Yeah, very oh, exciting. Goodness. I'll have you Thank back you on so that. <laughs> thank you, Sandy. All right, this well, a wonderful interview. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and thank you everybody for listening in today. And if you love our show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's simple to do, and we hope that you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. Bye. 